Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Detailed Car Collection. This is Nick, and I want to welcome everybody to this week's episode. We're going to start this week's episode about a detail that I haven't had in the shop all week. It was a 2001 Porsche 996 Turbo. Not what most would consider a very collectible Porsche. Most Porsche owners, or should I say enthusiasts, quote unquote, would consider the 996 one of the least collectible, least valuable Porsche models ever built. The reason is, is the fried egg headlights. Basically, uh, the headlights don't have that perfect oval shape. And supposedly, that makes it not as collectible as other models. But, you know, again, Porsche enthusiasts have somehow overlooked the massive wing in the back of the GT cars with a gigantic Porsche sticker that's on backwards because they can read it in their rear view. But when you stand behind the car, it reads backwards. I don't know. I guess that's something I just don't understand in Porsche culture, but we have a 996 in the shop. Now there's a difference between something not being the hottest collector's item in a brand's history and still being something that's valuable. This is a car that if you went and bought it two years ago, would have probably cost you somewhere between 30 and $38,000. Now, regularly, you see them go between 60 and $90,000 in a two short year period. And we all understand we've been talking about the car bubble here the last couple of weeks. There's no doubt about it that that is playing a part in this. But, you know, understand it from this angle. You have a car come into your shop, you have a car come into your detailing business, you buy a car as an enthusiast that is appreciating in value. And there's a real conversation that the next two years could lead this car to double in value again, or it could very easily start to lose money. But there is no way to know. So you have to treat this car as, while it's not the most collectible Porsche to ever be built, it's still an incredible value and valuable thing for somebody to have as a third, fourth, fifth car, doesn't matter, a weekend car, a daily driver, it's appreciating. This car had less than 25,000 miles on it. So it checks all the boxes. Uh, low mileage, interior was in good shape, a driver's dream because you get it at an incredible value, 60 some and change, I think he paid for it. And it came straight to our shop. These are the type of cars that disappoint me a lot of times when they arrive. They've always disappointed me. They've always had this thing where I just look at it and go, how could somebody treat such a good car so poorly? This car had all the signs, detailers listening to this, enthusiasts that are into detailer, detailing listening to this. One of the things that people like me get very upset with is there's just no class to this car, no class of ownership. And it's something that we're, you're going to hear me say a lot. There's people that have class of ownership and there are people that don't, and it's not a money thing. 
you either take care of your stuff or you don't. This car was poorly handled. I think it had two previous owners. Neither of the owners handled this car well. We had wax and compound in every crack and crevice that this car has. We had to make some decisions because, again, my customer already has a super expensive Cayenne Turbo S. He really wanted to order a GT3, but the allocation process is, is, is insane right now. So he's somebody who really looks at this car as a bridge car. And I shared that on Instagram stories. If you're not following HyperClean Nick and HyperClean Store on Instagram, that's where I share a lot of this content during the week. So we have the car dropped off. Soon as I see it, I see all the white residue in the trim, all this kind of stuff. But now we have to start making a budget around what he told me he wanted to pay. Okay. He wanted this job to be a certain dollar amount and he wanted to get certain things that he cared about done. He cared about the interior. So we knew that that was going to eat away at the budget and we knew he cared about the paint. Folks, he really didn't see the white dried residue until I pointed it out. And the only reason I pointed it out was because I didn't want to do the entire job, not have all of those cracks and crevices perfectly clean and him go, where'd all this white stuff come from, right? So we have to walk over the car. I spent a good 30 to 45 minutes with this customer and walking over this Porsche, showing him, hey, we can do this. This will add to your budget. This will add to what we have to do. Folks, we could have spent 10 to 12 hours on the trim of this car. No joke. No, no, even that's not even an exaggeration. That's what I actually budgeted for when I told him uh, to get this trim right. It was just in poor shape. And for those that have never worked on this Porsche, the part of the trim that really stinks is the trim kind of sits uh, more like a flap over top everything. It doesn't fit real snug. So you get stuff that really gets itself deep into those crevices so I knew the kind of time it was going to take. And so I knew in our, in our decon and our, our procedure, we could get a lot of it out with just being really mindful with cleaners, but I also knew we weren't going to get the deepest stuff if he didn't want to add it to his budget and he chose not to. So we started by really cleaning up the exterior of the car, getting the car situated in that way, deconning it, our new decon soap guys, I, I'm just in love with this product. It just, the car had protection on it. I knew it had protection on it. Some of it was from us. It just wiped it away. This decon soap sped things up. We had to do some light clang. Didn't have to clay every surface, but we had to clay some of the bottom rocker panels and really, really did a nice deep clean with our, our wheel cleaner that we're going to be releasing here uh, coming up. And also iron decon the paint with that. It was, you know what? It was a really great thing. Uh, to test those products and to see where this car really was. And as we stripped this car, man, it was just ugly, absolutely ugly. And I really didn't have any clue how ugly it was until started putting some, some, some lights on it and started analyzing it and started looking at it. And you know what? It is what it is. So we get the car in and we start, we start uh, getting it on the lift. Let me walk through this. As you put a car on a lift or as you put a car in your shop or as you put a car into your detailing process as a mobile person or an enthusiast, one of the words that comes to mind is preservation. And the reason that it disappoints me when I see a car like this in this shape is no one along the way, not a, not a detailer they went to, not a body shop they went to, 
not an owner ever thought about this car's future. And I see a lot of detailers hacking away at paint, reputable ones, by the way, I'm not talking about people that don't have skill, hacking away at paint on Instagram. And I just think to myself, they've never really worked on anything valuable. Uh, this is not an extremely high priced collectible item, but it is valuable. It's valuable to the history of Porsche. It's valuable to enthusiasts that know what they're looking at. Why would you go into detailing without the mode of preservation, protection, and maintenance? And that's really the substance of my belief system. And it's because I've had the very, very, very rare opportunity to work on some extremely expensive collectible cars. And if you haven't had that experience, it's a lot easier to take a hatchet to a 2019 Tundra and not think anything of it and just cut the paint to within an inch of its life. But if you have the experience of working on valuable and really, really high-end collectible cars, it sort of trickles down into your belief system about car care that what I'm going to do is I am going to preserve every car that I come in contact with. I'm not going to cut paint systems to within an inch of your life. And let me give you an example of this to get off topic of this Porsche. Recently, the CT5 V Wag or CT5 V Blackwing was released by Cadillac. And for those that don't think about it, and many detailers don't, and many enthusiasts don't, this is going to be an incredibly collectible and a car that not only holds its value, but is probably going to be a car that appreciates in value long term. May not right away, but it will long term. Cadillac's all signs are from them that this is going to be the last V8 manual sedan that they ever build. That's what they're indicating to the market. That's what they're indicating through press releases. So automatically it's valuable. Just like when you look at the C7Z06, that's going to be a valuable car because that's going to be the last front engine manual Corvette that was built. It may not be worth a zillion dollars, but it's going to hold its value and it's going to appreciate a little bit. Okay. It's becoming a valuable car. It, it will have some collection uh, attributes to it. So I see guys doing CT5 V uh, black wings and they're looking at themselves like, Oh, look at this great work that I did. I saw a guy do a heavy compound and a polish on it and, and bragged about it. Well, what if you remove the top 10% of that clear coat, which holds all the UV protectants, et cetera, and now you have something that's going to appreciate and value long-term that may need a repaint because of something you did right off the jump because you weren't worried about preserving that car because, quite frankly, you didn't understand it was going to be collectible. You just said, oh, man, what a fast Cadillac. It's a manual, too. This is so cool. But you didn't know, didn't do your homework, and so didn't separate yourself as a detailer by understanding that that's probably a collectible vehicle. It's a special vehicle and manual sedans hold their value. E39 M5, which I, I, I used to own and, and sold. Look, those are regularly in good shape going for $85,000. Now they weren't $85,000 cars. It's a valuable thing, but you're hacking it to within an inch of your life. So you can brag on Instagram. Preservation is important. And this 2001 Porsche 996 Turbo had nobody ever until 
we came in here at VR Auto Spa and said, hey, we're going to preserve this car. So the steps from there is we use the hyper clean finishing pad, our yellow pad. If you guys haven't used it on a soft paint system, it's a, it's a really nice pad. Uh, we ran into some really strange things with this car. We ended up finding out for the customer that the front uh, driver's side fender and the front or excuse me, the driver's side door were repainted. Boy, was it a bad repaint. Uh, just bad respray. And here's what happened for those detailing nerds out there. So basically, I could run from the hood all across the passenger and all across the back and to the rear fender. I could run a, a really quick one step with our yellow pad and Sonax Perfect Finish. And I was getting a ton of cut uh, is finishing down really nice. I shared that on Instagram. We had an incredible sunshot. I hit the front fender and the driver door. It went to hell in a handbasket. Basically did one pass with hyper or hyper clean yellow finishing pad and Sonax perfect finish and the stuff just like became like glue to the panel. It acted perfectly around three quarters of the car. We get to the driver side and it just it was a nightmare and so basically we had to go down to a super soft white pad and I ended up doing some three inch work to, to kind of keep some weight off the polisher and all kinds of really silly things and it, it it was really a cool thing for me because I sort of got back to problem solving you know my company is of a size now that I don't get to do a lot of this stuff and, and I'm getting to do a lot of it more now and so you know, it, it was really, really cool to finally get that driver's side to pop because folks, it was a lot of work. And then we had some issues when coating that part of the car, where if we let the coating kind of sweat too much, for those of you that have used hyper clean dose that started to sweat out, we started to see that it would act funny on those two panels and act way different than, than the rest of the car. And, and you know what, uh, that was a really, really fun experience. It, it got frustrating at one point because I, I threw everything at those two, two panels on the, on the driver's side and it just kept wanting to cake up and it kept, it was just really, really tacky, soft paint. And, uh, you know what? Enjoyed it. I loved having this car in a shop. One of the weird things is this was a car when I sold my E39 M5, I was actually going to buy one of these. So I was on the hunt for a 996 turbo uh, then we got, we found out we were having a baby. And so I had to take my E39 M5 money and start thinking about family cars and things like that. And, but this was a car that I always had respect for because I knew I could get the full Porsche experience without having to pay these insane prices that people want for these other models that don't drive better. They're, they're not significantly a better Porsche experience. And it's all because of a silly headlight. So I actually was really grateful that I got to work on this car because it was from a Porsche guy. We take care of all of his cars. And it was a car that, you know, he kind of admitted to me when he picked up, he's like, dude, now that I see your work got, that got done on it, I'm absolutely in love with this car. And I, I'm going to have a hell of a lot of fun. And, you know, that to me is, is, is really something cool when you can start to talk to somebody about preserving something. He already is talking about, hey, you know, I'm going to drive this for a year and then let's sell it. And, 
you know, you can help me sell it. You can do that. And it's like to see him light up that this car was brought back to life. That's really why I push preservation the way that I do. And so many of you are early in your career or you're late in your career and nobody's ever said these things. But when you work on extremely valuable collections, cars that hit seven figures, some even eight figures, it bleeds down to your belief system about cars. And, and what, I, what I really despise about some of the things that are going on today in detailing is that most people don't talk about preservation. And, and I'm as guilty as anybody. I probably don't use that word enough. It's not a judgment on everyone else. It's just something that I see slipping away. And I know there are guys out there that really understand the preservation of things. And for me, when I look at our coating at HyperClean being on this car, and I look at the stuff that we did to kind of remove that oxidation, remove all those deep defects. I mean, I shared some defects that were on that paint on Instagram stories this week, guys. It was just, it was battered. It was just absolutely in disrepair. And we got this thing back to, to top tier. That's the exterior. Let's talk about the interior a little bit. The interior to me is, was in really decent shape, meaning there was no rips. There were no tears. The shifter boot was fine. He had a Porsche um, Bluetooth audio system put in so it looks factory uh he did a nice tasteful job on that actually i see a lot of that aftermarket stuff go really poorly with audio he did a great job but we then made an assessment the interior was important to him and from talking to us he wanted to protect the interior no greasy armor all stuff that none of that obviously most guys don't like it so what we did on the interior was we took a really really soft leather brush and steam and uh, some of our new interior cleaner, which isn't out yet. And I love this product. This product is, to me, one of my favorite products we're ever going to release. The smell is in insane. The cleaning ability is insane. It's gentle on everything. It finishes great on screens. So we kind of use it as a gentle cleaner, leather brush, steam. We hit every surface. We get the surface looking great. We hit it with our unreleased LVP product, our leather, vinyl, and plastic protectant. And man, did it do an, an unbelievable job on this interior. It doesn't leave incredible shine if you don't want it to. Uh, you basically put it on, let it soak in. If you have any high spots at all, you go back and you lightly uh, take those off with, uh, with a towel. But this interior was the first thing that he wanted to look at. And when he opened the door, he goes, wow, this is insane. He's like, I can't believe that the interior looks just, I mean, guys, it looks so dark and rich and back to factory and better than factory in a lot of ways. So, you know, we took preservation at the beginning of this, put it through the project. The project was in the shop basically for four days. And, you know, I was only in for four days because we budget a week on every car. Uh, you know, I could have given it back to him Wednesday night, but you know, again, we're not in a rush. That's not what my shop is about. My shop is about quality and, and customer experience. So one of the craziest things is when you get to the end of these projects and you have your battles with the paint, you have your battles with the interior and you, you your team does a good job. You know, my team knocked it out of the park on the interior. The interior wasn't me. It was them. 
uh, I just monitored what was going on and they did such an excellent job. And you, and you look at this and you go, this 996 portion now has a future and a future is much brighter than what it was five days ago. So think about if that dealership who got this car sells it to another guy who just keeps having no class of ownership, no care for this car, the future of this car, because guys, these cars aren't going to be made anymore. And this is the, where I want to finish it. Manuals, gas engines, those types of cars, you think they're going to be around forever. They aren't. We're making a change into electric. And when you look at these cars and I see guys working on these cars all the time, and I always scratch my head because I say, if you really love cars, you wouldn't be doing some of the things you're doing because this is the, the, the last of dying breeds, man. These nineties and 2000 manuals, the, these are gone. This, this is what's really a part of driving the market. There's some other things driving the market, too much money in the system, et cetera. But the other thing is, is everybody's starting to put it together that we're going to have these lifeless electrical experiences for the foreseeable future. And if you're not preserving these cars, I just think you gotta, you gotta really stop and think about what you're doing and say, okay, I got to switch my mindset and I got to preserve some of this. This is, this is now history. 2001 is 21 years ago. This car is a part of history. It's not the greatest part of Porsche's history, but it's a part of it. And I, I was, you know, in a really odd way, guys, I was really, really, this is about the happiest I've been for a car to be in my shop because it's, you know, I just love the car. I love that it's, I, I kind of love the fact that it's underloved, that, that, that it doesn't get the love it deserves and, and that it is a great car and it is something that should be preserved. And we've done that uh, all with hyper clean products, which makes me even more proud of what Marty and I are doing. And you know what? <clears throat> Our stuff being tested on cars like this should give you guys a lot of confidence because there's a lot of people, a lot of brands out there that never touch these types of cars. And again, it's not some kind of special car and one of one, but our, our, our stuff did such a great job, man. Our LVP product that's going to be released did an unbelievable job. Our interior cleaner that's going to be released did an unbelievable job. The coating system, uh, our finishing pad, those types of things, man, are just things that I'm so impressed with on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and we're just working our ass off to make it uh, make sense for you guys and, and provide you some value when it comes to um, your business or your enthusiasm for your own cars or whatever it may be. So 2001 Porsche 996 Turbo is done. It's over with. We're supposed to have a Mercedes S63 AMG Benz in the shop next week. Looking forward to that. Uh, this is a car that's had a hell of a, a last year. So I'll share that on next week episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon.